parenting in the area of uh, health and fitness and food. So I want to go in and talk about it. Um, and I, I want your guys' take on it. Okay. So here we go. Mom sparks online feud over teaching, quote, large, end quote, 12-year-old to calorie count. The internet has blasted a mother of four for creating an eating disorder in her youngest daughter by restricting her diet and te teaching her to count calories. In a post shared on Mom's Net, the mother who goes by the username Wills asked for advice to help her four child and youngest daughter, age 12, who she perceives to have an unhealthy relationship with food and is overeating. She explains in the post that all of her four children, three of whom are on the autistic spectrum, have struggled with their weight, including herself and her mother. But with guidance, her older three have, quote, sort of come, sort of come around, end quote. She wrote, quote, once they're post 18, I feel it's their decision to be who they want to be. But, and sometimes this is unasked of, try to guide their decisions to healthy eating. My point being that it's fine for them to be large, but I, uh, to be quote large, unquote, but I always stress a balanced diet and healthy exercise routine. Okay. The woman explains that her youngest daughter, who she says is not autistic, but potentially shows signs, uh, which could be also a learned behavior, quote, has gone from an age 12, 13 child close to, a, to an adult size 14, and in certain skinnier shops, 16. All my normal coping strategies have failed. She's like a heat seeking uh, missile for sugar, end quote. She says that she's had to give up baking because, quote, if I do bring in anything sugary, she finds it, including under my bed. Now, let me say this. Um, this woman was slammed online, and overall, and again, all, all links will be in the description. Here's what, here's what I do believe. We live in a world, uh, uh, well, let me let me let me talk about the country first. We live in a country where the vast majority of people have an unhealthy relationship with food. Okay, you have now. This is from the CDC. Okay, this is CDC.gov. Uh, adult obesity facts. Obesity is a common, serious, and costly disease. Now, the U.S. obesity prevalence was forty-one point nine percent in twenty seventeen, March that. That was reported March 2020. Okay. So in 2017, and remember, all this data is self-reported. Okay. There's no, there is no people going around with a scale and stuff like that and, and, and skin, skin calipers. That, that doesn't happen. These things are self-reported. And you have to think that people don't want to be embarrassed. So they, they, they lie about their weight and they say that they weigh less than they actually do. So in, in 2017, it was 41.9%. 41.9% in 2017. Now, that's three years before the pandemic. Three years. Imagine what it is now. And that's not overweight. That's almost, that's almost half the country obese. So we already live in a society where people have a very unhealthy relationship with food. So I think when this woman is getting slammed online, people have a very skewed idea. People have a very skewed um, concept of you know health and stuff like that. But I think I think it's I think it's I think it's really easy. I think it's really interesting.
But here's here's some of the here's some of the advice that she was told. Quote, you have literally created an eating disorder in your child. I think you need professional advice now. Someone else said, it kind of sounds like you've taught her to be obsessed with food and now she has a binge eating disorder. Counting calories isn't going to help. Uh, do you not provide any treats at all if it looks like you've tried to restrict too much so she is now obsessed? Uh, normally, kids are fine to have a treat putting every day as part of their balanced diet. I get her involved with baking slash shopping and use the portioning up aspect to talk about healthy portion control. So match a batch of cookies and have one each, make a batch of cookies and have one each day or something rather than her feeling like something needs to be something with rather than her feeling like she needs to eat all her contraband at 5 a.m. I don't know why. It's like I had a stroke on that last sentence. So these are, these are just some of the reactions. But overall, I think there's there's a, a tremendous skewing of a tremendous skewing of this of this discussion. I think people don't understand how fat America really is. Now, let me say this about counting calories. Counting calories isn't the best way, but it's a good way because it allows people to understand this is how much I'm intaking. What people tend to do is people just eat. They just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. They just eat. And they don't really think about what they're putting inside of them and how much they're putting inside of them. And so counting calories isn't necessarily the best way, but it does help you understand, oh, this is how much I am putting inside of me. Okay. Um, overall, weight loss and weight gain comes to calories in, calories out. Okay. How much are you eating? How much are you moving? Are you sweating a lot? And are you breathing a lot? Okay. If you're, if you're, if you're getting your heart rate up and you're, you're moving and you're sweating. Okay. You're, you're, that's how, that's how fat is lost. So I don't think this woman has an issue. I really don't. Okay. Now let me, let me get into more specifics about what, what's happening in her household and why I still stick my, bite, my thoughts. Um, she said, quote, this is from, this is from the mother who, who got blasted. She said, quote, fast forward. So I have stopped buying snacks, biscuits, puddings. In fact, anything that might represent a treat feel like the Grinch. But, uh, my third daughter is really intelligent slash clever. For the last nine months, I, uh, haven't dared gotten sugar or flour and butter in the house. Quote, if I do, she gets up at 5 a.m. in the morning and puts together a crumble mix that would feed with fruit for people and then eats it for breakfast. I've stopped buying sugar and flour, which was fine when my two kids were at university, but they've come home and bought the stuff themselves and get upset when it's gone in the morning. She goes on to say, quote, to give an example, she ate three full fat sesame bagels for breakfast. How do I tell her this is unreasonable without her, without her screeching at me that I'm calling her fat? End quote. Let me, let me say this. Calling someone fat is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. You can call someone, I don't, and see that, that's what I don't really understand. It's, it's, it's incredible. We, we call out smokers. We say, okay, smoking is bad for you. Don't be a smoker. It's not good for you. Okay. We call out alcoholics. Okay. We know how bad alcohol is for you. But for some reason, for some reason, if you're fat, which we know, which we know is, it's a bad thing for a person to be fat. You're a bad person if you say anything. Again, what's the rule and is it applied equally? 
Okay, this is crazy to me. I, I think I think the fact that this woman is getting slammed, I think it shows just how just how bad of a relationship we we do have with food. I mean, it's insane. From back to the CDC website, from 1999 to 2000 through 2017, uh, March uh, March 2020, U.S. obesity prevalence increased from 30 and a half percent to 41.9 percent. During the same time, uh, the prevalence of severe obesity increased from 4.7 to 9.2. It doubled. It doubled. The, the estimated annual medical cost of obesity in the United States was nearly $173 billion in 2019. $173 billion. Medical costs for adults who had obesity were $1,861 higher than medical costs for people with healthy weight. $173 billion. This is why we say we need to address the obesity problem. Obesity is much, much, it's a much bigger deal than climate change because our population is eating itself to death. Okay. We've seen, we've seen the, 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 the predictions of, of people being overweight and people being obese and those statistics. And we have hit and even surpassed those predictions. With climate change, we're, we're, we've been saying, "Oh, you know, Florida is just going to float away. It's going to, it's going, it's just going to float away because you know the, the, the it's just going to go away. California, it's just going to fall right into the sea. We're all going to be dead in twelve years, even though they said that like eight million times already. Oh, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, uh, the, the the polar bears are all going to die. The penguins are all going to die. The hole in the hole in the ozone, which by the way did exist, that that's gonna that's gonna grow. No, it actually went away." They keep on whiffing on climate change, but everything in regards to obesity, we keep hitting the mark and we surpass that prediction. That's a serious problem. You can't have an unhealthy population. I don't think this, this mother's doing anything wrong. I know plenty of families where they don't have sugary treats and they don't have sugar in the home. Anything with sugar is not in the home. I've seen it. The only thing that might have sugar would be like natural fruits, like strawberries, but there's nothing, there's nothing artificial in their homes. I know many families like this. Okay, that's not abuse. Okay, I think teaching your children healthy eating is a good thing. Teaching them about exercise, diet, okay, understanding, uh, understanding what health is and how to measure health and why it's important to be healthy. That's a, I think that's, that's very good parenting in my opinion. Again, when I, and again, this is just my opinion. And you guys may think it's extreme, but when I see children that are overweight or obese, I think it's child abuse. I think it's child abuse because as a parent, you're supposed to do what is best for your child. You're supposed to put, help put your child on the road to success. You're supposed to help put your child on the path to, uh, being, to helping them be the best person that they can be. That's your job as a parent. Now, when your parent, now again, when your child becomes of legal age, that's on, the rest is on them. Okay. And even in their childhood, children have to still make smart decisions. But as a parent, it's your job to help guide them on the correct path. That's what you're supposed to do. 
And you may say, well, you're not a parent. I don't, you don't have to be a parent to understand that. You don't have to be a parent to understand that. That's a well-known, understood principle. So I, I think, I think, and also let me, let me read this other article. Um, this is from, uh, the HuffPost, uh, from the 29th. Don't have time for a big workout? Try exercise snacking. If you've only got a few minutes or if you simply don't feel like moving your body for long, this hack is for you. This is from Ashley uh, Broadwater. After a long day at work, the last thing you may want to do is a hard workout. Even thinking about it can be exhausting, especially when you're trying to balance that with dinner, spending time with family and friends, and other things with on your to-do list. How can you possibly do it all? That's where, quote, exercise snacking comes in. Instead of doing one big workout a day, uh, it encourages you to get in some movement throughout the day in shorter bursts. The goal is to move your body in a way that feels good or productive to you. Exercise snacking can be as informal or as formal as you'd like. On the informal side, it might look like walking your dog, stretching your legs, doing jumping jacks while watching TV, taking the stairs, or using resistance using a resistance band while you're at work. Quote, you're able to do these without it really impacting the time of day, said Jocelyn Thompson Rule, a Peloton instructor. Exercise snacking is not only easier to fit into a busy schedule, but it's beneficial for your health too. According to a 2019 study in the Journal of Aging Research, exercise snacking can improve leg muscle function and size, and even climbing the stairs for a few minutes throughout the day can improve cardiovascular health. Exercise snacking can improve your daily living too. It, quote, gives you bursts of ener energy bursts, end quote, and, quote, improves sleep performance, end quote, said Greg uh, uh, Dillon a pre- and postnatal personal trainer who uploads exercise snack videos so it can help you fight that afternoon slump you may feel after lunch. So I like what this is saying, but let me, I, I, I think some better advice would be, again, the best advice I ever heard about exercise was from Ogie Shaw. Okay, and again, I'll put a link to his TED, I've put a link to his TED Talk before, but I'll do it again. And he said, try exercising every day, 20 minutes or less. You have 20 minutes or less every single day. You do. You may not, you may not want to admit it. You may think that you don't. You do. Okay. Your health is extremely important. So I, now in terms of exercise snacking, I think it's a good thing. Okay. It's saying do make sure that you move throughout the day. Okay. Most of us, a lot of people just sit for a living. Okay. As I'm doing this right now, I'm sitting. Okay. So you have to make sure that you get your blood flowing. You have to make sure that you get your body moving. Our bodies were made to move. Our ancestors did not sit at desks. The first humans did not sit at desks. They didn't, they didn't sit on, they didn't sit on chairs for eight hours a day. They worked from, from sun up to sundown and they did it all again the next day. That's what they did because if they didn't do that, they would die. So our bodies are made to move. They're not made to sit. So make sure that you move. But I think it's I think it's sad that this woman is being slammed for trying to help her daughter. Okay? You know, she she knows that she she sees her daughter every day. So she knows, okay, you're getting big, you're getting big. And I think it's I, I will say this, you it is possible to have a healthy relationship with sugar where you do treat yourself from time to time. 
Now, I'm someone where I don't eat a lot. I don't eat sugar like that. I just don't. Okay? Um, I don't, I don't eat candy. I don't have juice. I don't, I I just don't do that. And it's very easy to do. I've kind of always been like that. Um, but I think it's, I think this article is, it's quite a, it's quite a testament. It's quite a testament to the fact that America has a very unhealthy relationship with food. When we slam a mother online for saying, you know what, how you, you have a problem when you, when you're trying to restrict your daughter from eating sugar. Just, just bake a batch of cookies and eat one a day. That's going to catch up with you. Try eating one cookie a day. It's, it's not going to be a good idea. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Uh, user Metal Breeze also agreed saying, quote, you've given your kid an eating disorder. It's not normal to not buy sugar or flour. You've not taught your child a healthy balance from pre-birth. What makes you think that they'll wake up one day and know? Uh, they've had a lovely experience making something and now want to replicate it. I'm not surprised. Three bagels is not excessive for a growing teen. I want to give your daughter a hug and bake some bread with her. Let me say this. Let me say this. Three bagels is a lot for a girl. Now, let me say this. Teenage boys, we eat a, we eat a lot. Okay. I'm not a teenager anymore, but I remember eating a lot more. Okay. That's just, that's just how it was. Three, three bagels is a lot. Me today, I would have a hard time eating three bagels. Seriously. And let me say, and let me tell you something. You carbs will make you put weight on really quickly. And again, I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that. But one way people lose a lot of weight really quickly is they don't if they is this is when they lay off the carbs. When you don't eat carbs, you'll drop weight like you wouldn't even believe. But I think it's I think one thing that the, I think one thing that we have to do as a country is we have to develop a better relationship with food. We really really do. Half of, half of our country is is eating itself to death. If it's now now see if now see if the problem were, you know, if I if I go back to this to this thing from the CDC and say this say this was on smoking or obesity or on smoking or alcohol. The US smoking prevalence was 41.9% in 2017. We'd have an issue with that. We would talk about it. The US obesity uh the excuse me, the US alcohol prevalence, alcoholics uh prevalence was 41.9% in 2017. We would have a serious issue on our hands. But because it's related to food, we're like, "Ah, oh, it's it's okay. You can just just eat whatever you want. And let me say this. I believe a person should be able to eat whatever they want. I think what's important, though, is that we take responsibility. You know, it's always interesting. Whenever I watch documentaries on fitness and, and health and, and food, they always point the finger at the fast food industry. Oh, that, that, that McDonald's. Look, look at how much, look at how much, look at how much fat is in there. There's, there's nothing really in, there's nothing nutritious about this supposedly nutritious food from Taco Bell. It's fast food. It's not supposed to be healthy. But we get mad at, we get mad at these restaurants who are just conducting business. Again, they're not exploiting you. I, I, the last time I had McDonald's, 
was when me and my dad were driving across country and we just needed something to eat to get back on the road. That was the last time I had McDonald's. Before then, I couldn't tell you the last time I had McDonald's. McDonald's doesn't exploit anybody. You can either eat it or you don't eat it. And just because it's there and you feel really tempted, they're still not exploiting you. It's just saying, hey, here's a place to eat. That's what restaurants do. That's what fast food places do. That's what eating establishments do. They just say, hey, you can eat here. Another, another place, hey, you can eat over here. Another place down the street, hey, you can eat over here. You don't have to go in and eat the food. You don't have to go through the drive through It's giving you an option. There is no exploitation. So so who do we blame? How, how can we stop fast food? Don't stop fast food. Stop yourself. You need to you need to practice showing restraint. That's the issue. That's what you need to do. You need to relax and you need to just control and watch what you eat. Don't 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 get mad at Burger King. Don't get mad at Taco Bell. Don't get mad at Long John Silvers. These are just places that are offering you food. Okay? Now, I will say this. I do think it's important and I do think it's necessary that places that make food, they should tell you this is exactly what you're eating. We're going to be honest with you. Okay, this is what we this is what we make, this is what we use, and uh, these are the nutritional facts. Take it or leave it. It is entirely up to the individual. McDonald's never made anyone fat. McDonald's has not made anyone fat. All McDonald's does is they just sell food. I have the exact same access to McDonald's that the other person down the street has. I have the exact same access to to Burger King that, you know, that Tess Holiday does. Mandy Rose has the exact same has the exact same access to to Wiener Schnitzel that, you know, that Ashley Graham does. Okay, it's all about choice. It's all about restraint. What are you going to do? These places don't make anyone fat. People make themselves fat. Okay, it's just like it's just like the the, the, the phrase Guns don't kill people. People kill people. The gun doesn't, the gun just lays on, it just lays on the desk. It doesn't do anything unless someone picks it up and uses it to take a life. That's what it is. McDonald's cannot hurt me if I don't eat their food. And I keep going again and 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 again. And I'm like, I, I can't believe how big I, I can't believe how big I'm getting. That's on you. We really need to re, re-look at our relationship with food in this country. One thing that I appreciate about Michelle Obama was that she said, hey, let's get the kids moving. Let's, let's fight back against obesity. Do you guys realize, do you guys realize that today, today, Michelle Obama launched that program in 2010. I was in the fifth grade. Do you realize today she would be she would be called fat phobic by the left? They would call her fat phobic, they would call her a bully, they would call her a bigot, all because she says, you know what? Let's eat healthier and let's move our bodies. That's how crazy it's gotten. It's insane. We need to re 
reanalyze our relationship with food. You as an individual, you need to look at your relationship with food. Okay? Don't, don't blame the grocery store. Don't blame, again, I have, I have a, I have a El Poor Loco. Maybe, if I, if I were to walk right now, it would take me five minutes to get, it would take me five minutes walking to get there. Five minutes. That's how, that's how close I am to fast food. It's really, really easy to do. There's a McDonald's near me. There's a KFC near me. There, there, there's, there's, there's Yoshinoya. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's a ton. There's a ton of food near me that I could easily eat. But I just say, you know what? I'm not going to eat that. Don't blame others. Don't blame fast food industries. Take responsibility over your own health. Take, just take responsibility. Like, I'm just, I'm, one thing that I hate about in modern society, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be done, is that we, we play the blame game so much. We just point the finger. It's like, it's, it's their fault. It's that person's fault. It's the other person's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that person's fault. What about you? What about you? What, what did you do? What did you do? Did you do everything that you could have done? That's, that's really where the question comes in. And that's what bothers me. We have to get, get to develop a better relationship with food, folks. We can't just keep eating ourselves to death and expect to stay here. We can't just eat whatever we want and expect to stay above ground. It's not, it, that, that's not the way the human body works. The human body is a tremendous creation from God. But it can't just take what, we can't just do whatever we want to it and expect it, expect it to be okay. Let's be healthier as a